Welcome to Solo Travel with Darren. This is episode number 77. And today I'm going to be talking about Riga, Lathia. It's a country up in the Baltics of Europe. And I was looking back through my podcast and realized I didn't talk about Riga back when I got back from the place back in December 2022, I think is when I was there. And so I want to tell you a little bit about Riga. First of all, Riga is a fantastic place. There's a really cool, friendly party vibe kind of kind of like Zagreb you, you get the same feeling of like Zagreb Croatia there's a lot of beautiful girls in Riga same like Croatia but they're a little bit the girls in Riga are a little bit more Eastern European more or I would say Eastern Slavic basically they're more Russian they have higher cheekbones a little bit skinnier things like that but very cool place especially again if you're a single guy Riga Lafayette is a fantastic place to go. So if you stick around till the end, also I'll tell you how I got to Riga on basically less than $500 flying here from Phoenix. It, it was a fantastic flight, uh, ticket I should say. But let's get into Riga though. First of all, like I said, Riga is a country up in the Baltics. Basically, it's up on the Baltic Sea. It's next to Russia. It's on the western border of Russia. And a lot of people, when they think of the Baltics, they think of the three countries of Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania. And those are all up there, again, right there. They're kind of above Poland, so you're definitely in the Eastern Europe. But there's also more of a kind of like a Scandinavian feel, too, because they're up, you know, so far north. Right across the Baltic Sea from Estonia is Norway, Sweden, and Finland. So give you just kind of an idea of where your, you know, orientation, where Riga is. And so I was there in the winter of 2022, and it was cold for sure. It was probably 10 degrees, 20 degrees. But the, the, the cold wasn't really the problem for me. What really bothered me is the constant darkness. It was dark the whole time, 24-7. And so you wake up in the morning, it's kind of, not, not pitch black, but it's like twilight. And then at the height of the day, of like say 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, it's still that same like twilight kind of, I don't know, it, I mean I guess it's 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night here in the States, or in Arizona anyway. But that's as light as it got for two weeks, basically, or for the whole time I was there. I was in Riga, I was in Latvia, and I was also in Lithuania, and I was also in Finland. So I was in all those countries up there in December of 2022, and I didn't see the sun for probably two weeks the whole time I was there. And so that's, you know, so that's something to keep in mind if you're traveling in the winter. It's not really the cold that might bother you, but the complete darkness, no sunshine. So that's that's something to know. When I got there, I went to, when I got there, I stayed at a, the hotel. I stayed at a pretty nice hotel called the Radisson Blue Hotel, I think it's called, in kind of downtown Riga. Not, it wasn't in the middle of downtown Riga. It was about a half a mile north of that. I had to walk like about a half a mile to get to like the downtown proper. It was a super nice hotel. And one of the things, you know, I've always said kind of tongue in cheek is that you know within the first five minutes of being in a place whether you're going to like it or not. And that happened. That was the case here. I went and checked into my hotel at the in, in Riga at the Radisson. And I went in there, I dropped. I went to my room, unpacked everything, dropped off everything, 
and I went downstairs and got some lunch. And when I came back to the room, they had came in and they left a cake, a, a, a piece of cake for me, and I think a champagne bottle. And because they knew it was my birthday, I was there for my birthday on, on the actual date, I guess. And so they they left me a cake for my birthday. So I thought it was kind of cool. And so again, that kind of just like set the tone for my whole week in Riga that you know I liked the place. And so that was cool. In addition to what they did to me the first day, you know, for my birthday or whatever, the the whole place had like a couple different restaurants. But they had the Radisson, the Radisson Blue Hotel has a fantastic lounge up on the roof. There's a fantastic rooftop bar up there. And I was there, I think, on a, I think I was there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, maybe for sure. And I was, and every night there, the place was packed with a bunch of good looking Latvian girls. In that in that lounge up there, so so it was it was a fantastic place. So if you ever go to Riga, stay at the Radisson Blue Hotel. That's definitely my recommendation. Very very good place, and and, that, and again you're kind of in you're within walking distance of Old Town. Old Town is kind of like the all these like you know super interesting architecture and all these buildings. Everything is like kind of crammed in together, and you're definitely going to spend a lot of time down there. But as far as like getting hotel down there, they're going to be more kind of like bread and bre- bed and breakfasts down there and smaller hotels in the middle of Old Town, Riga. Whereas I, could, I was still what was in considered Old Town, but a little bit outside of it. The other thing that you should know about Riga is most of the people speak English. There was, I didn't have any problems speaking English, you know, in the restaurants and mall and coffee shops and anywhere else I went. They all know they all know Latvian, obviously, and then they, a lot of people know Russian because Latvia was part of the Soviet Union back in the 90s or before it broke up in 91 or 90. And, so, and also there's still a big Russian influence, not a big Russian influence, but there's some Russian influence in Riga or in Latvia. And so a lot of people, you'll hear a lot of Russian when you're, when you're there. But there's quite a bit of you know, English-speaking people, and a lot of people know English. Also, I did, my buddy Tim, he, he had some friends. My, my buddy Tim here in America, he had some friends in, in Riga, and he hooked me up with them. We got in touch when I was over there, and they took me out. They, his friend Janet and Savita, they took me out to a fantastic restaurant, and I tried some Latvian food, and it was a great time. There were super, super cool girls, and I can't thank Tim enough for introducing me. And so, but, and again, it just goes into showing you that, you know, your impression of a place or how much fun you had in a place is based on a lot on how the people you meet. And that you know that's ninety percent of it. And in Riga, when I met these two these two girls, Tim's friends, they, they made the place. You know, they, they made it a really good good trip. As far as what you can do in Riga, and again, the Riga, the reputation of Riga is kind of it has a party place. It's kind of like a not like a Biza or more maybe like Prague, Czech maybe where it's kind of known for partying and kind of known for bars and clubs and all that. And it's also, you know, like I said, in the beginning, it's known for good-looking girls, too. And that, and that is correct. There are good-looking girls in Riga. But as far as, like, the things to do, like, on, the, like, the tourist things, like the farmers, you know, tourist guides or whatever, the biggest things to do in Riga are you go down to, like, the Freedom Monument 
It kind of looks like the the statue in like the Washington Monument, I think, in, in D.C. It kind of looks like that. It's the Freedom Monument in Riga. And then you walk down to what's called the House of the Blackheads. I think that's the most probably the most popular building in Riga. Most souvenirs have that picture of that building on the souvenirs. It's called the House of the Blackheads. It's like an orange building right down. It's pretty cool. I didn't go in it, but it was it was, like I think people did. I can't. I don't. I can't remember what's in it, but the House of the Blackheads is something to check out. There's also, I think it's called the Three Brothers House around there. There's always like little like houses or buildings that kind of look like gingerbread houses almost. And you can walk around like the whole old town there. I was down there during Christmas time and there was a fantastic Christmas um, celebration, which there is in like all of Europe. All of Europe during that time has some really good Christmas um, monuments or uh, celebra- Christmas festivals, I guess. You kind of walk through like the maze of all the Christmas stuff. They have food, drinks. Uh, candy all that and so there was a really good one when I was there in Riga and uh, and so then you go down and I also went to the what's called the Museum of Occupation all these not all well I don't, I don't know but most of these countries that I've been to that are the part of the former Soviet Union they always have a museum about the occupation of the Soviets back after World War World War Two I guess after the the Germans were defeated, then the communist, the Russian, well not Russian, but the Soviets came in, and they oppressed these people in these like satellite countries, and Riga was one of them. So anyway, so they have the the Museum of Occupation. They had one in Lithuania, the same thing. They had one in Budapest, Hungary, which is also a big one. So that, anyways, the the Museum of the Museum of Occupation, I went in that. It was really good. It was really big, really modern, really done very well. So if you're there, check out that museum. And they're all it's all within walking distance. You can walk, like I said, I walk from my hotel down to Old Town every day. And there, there's a mall over there that's a pretty good mall. Not the biggest mall ever, but it, it, it's good enough. And it was good because it was so cold there. I mean, it was good. You could go in there and get warm. And so I did that. And then a couple, you know, just basically restaurants around there. One of the things, and I didn't see it because I was there in the winter, but from what I heard in my research going into it, is that there is some type, you know, scams. Like there would be like in Odessa where you'd have, you know, two beautiful Latvian girls come up to you, ask if you want to go to a restaurant, have a drink and all that. And so I've heard that that's a thing in in Latvia, in Riga, but I didn't experience that. But if you go in the summer, it's a big party place, so just be careful. Make sure that there's no scams. Like I say, if it's too good to be true, then it is. And so just, you know, use your sixth sense, I guess, if you ever deal with that. If you're in Riga, like I said, if you're in Riga during the summer, and which you should be. I mean, I hear it's a fantastic city for the summer. And also, I didn't go out to the beach. I think it's called Jumila or Jumila. I think it's where everybody goes when they visit Latvia. I didn't leave like the city proper of Riga. So, but if you do go, check that out and see um, see if you can get out there because it's one of the the big places to go. So, with with all that said, I mean, if you're interested in taking your first solo international trip. 
My new course that I told you that was out a couple weeks ago is called Solo Mail Travel Blueprint. It's a course that takes you step by step on how to plan and actually take your first international trip. And I also talk about what you can do when you get there for a week and what you can do day to day and things like that. So I really cover everything from the very beginning to the very end in that travel course. I'll have a link in the description down here and you can check it out if you want to. And finally, before I leave, like I promised you in the beginning, I'll tell you how I flew to Riga for less than $500 from Phoenix. One of the things is that I was flying in the off season. So I was flying in November and December. So that right there, you're going to get flights for much cheaper than you would in the summer and really anytime else. The winter, I think, and I talk about this in my course, that the winter is the cheapest time to fly because it's off-season, because it's so cold in Europe anyway. So that's one reason why my flight was so cheap. But the second reason, and the real reason my flight was super cheap, and how you can do this also, is that I wanted to go to Riga, but there was a, the, the, trip, the flight from Phoenix to Riga was like $900. However, the flight from here to Finland was only $380. So I took that flight from here to Finland for $380. I got to Finland and then I took the flight from Finland to Riga for, I can't remember, it was less than $100 for sure. So let's even say it was like $100. So anyway, so I got to Riga all in for $480 instead of the $900 that it would have been flying directly. So that's something I describe how you can always, well not always, but you can get cheap flights if you do that. If you're flying from the States, if you're flying from Arizona, um, your job is only to get across the ocean. And so you get across the ocean as cheaply as possible. And then when you get to Europe, then you take a budget airline from you know, wherever, wherever you land to your final destination. Or maybe wherever you go to, you might can get a train to take you to your final destination. And that's exactly what I did when I went to Riga. I flew into Finland first, stayed in Helsinki for a night, and then the next morning flew to Riga. And so the only problem with that is, or the only other thing that I should mention is in, I did go from Riga down to Vilnius, Lithuania. And I'll talk about that later, but when I, when I left Lithuania, I had to fly back to Finland to come home because the round trip ticket was from Phoenix to Finland and back. So I had to get back to Finland. But again, all in, it was three, the, the round trip flight from Helsinki, from Helsinki to fin, for Phoenix was 380 and you can't, beat, you can't beat that. So that's a trick that you can use to fly to Europe, just get across the ocean as cheaply as possible, and then go from there. So hopefully that helps. Thank you for listening. Like I said, my new travel course is out. Link in the description. See you next Thursday. Thanks.